good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is your girl, Pam Osby, here on um, Speak Truth to Life. And I wanted to basically give you a bonus episode about traveling during the pandemic because it's summertime and a lot of people will be traveling. And I just want you to be thinking about how that experience is going to be during COVID. So sit back, relax, and listen to some tips from your girl from a recent trip that I had or non-trip. We'll talk about that in a minute. Musings, who I am, life reflections. Musings, who I am, life reflections. Reflections of life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. This is Mocha. Welcome. Welcome back to our episode, bonus episode about traveling. Let's go, y'all. Let's go. So, yes, we're in the middle of COVID-19. And although it's not over, most people are either vaccinated or non-vaccinated. And you still want to go and travel. So I want to start off with what the CDC requirements or advice is um, regarding traveling or domestic traveling. Uh, if you are traveling, it is definitely, um, you know, the CDC basically said that, you know, delay travel until you're vaccinated. But the reality is um, there are recommendations for unvaccinated people as well. And basically, before you travel, you're supposed to get a viral test, uh, COVID-19 viral test one to three days before your trip. Make sure you're wearing a mask. Um on either a plane, bus, train, or other form of public transportation within the United States or indoors, depending on if you are a U.S. transportation hub, such as an airport or station. Um, CDC recommends that travelers who are not vac- fully vaccinated continue to wear a mask, maintain physical distance when traveling, avoid crowds, and stay six feet away, wash your hands, etc. Um, after you travel, you're supposed to get tested again three to five days after travel and stay home and self-quarantine. I don't think a lot of people are doing this. I'm just saying this is this is what they are recommending for unvaccinated individuals. Um, avoid being around people uh, for 14 days. Again, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> um, so basically, if you're fully vaccinated, you just self-monitor yourself for symptoms. If uh, if you're fully vaccinated, you wear you still wear your mask and take other precautions during travel. Um, and then you just need to like check the travel restrictions um, to the state that you're traveling to and their health department as well, because everybody has different rules and regulations. Each state has its own rules and regulations. Now back to unvaccinated individuals. They are supposed to get tested one to three days before travel, get tested three to five days after travel, and self-quarantine for seven days. I think the uh, rationale behind that is that when you get tested before you travel and you get tested again after travel, you would know if like after you traveled and went somewhere, maybe you got COVID or exposure to COVID. So when you come home, you know your status. I do, do think that's smart, but I don't think a lot of people would do that depending on their moral beliefs. And you have to give people the chance to do what they want to do um, but, um, this is from the CDC. Again, 
And I want to start off with like that information in the beginning of this conversation. So recently I attempted to go on a short trip. Um, this was actually yesterday, which was on Saturday. And uh, when I got to the airport, I noticed, I would say 90% of the people had the mask on, um, but you have to define what having a mask on is. Yes, technically I saw people with a mask on their face, but a lot of people had masks on their chins, people, and, and you know, now I, I understand, you know, when you have the mask on, it's hot and cumbersome. Some people have the mask on their face. They're talking to other people with the mask on their chin. Now, if you're eating or doing something like that on the plane or within the airport, it's very understandable that people have to make sure that they don't have, obviously you got to take the mask down so you can eat, drink water, whatever you're doing. But I saw several people just freely talking to other strangers and having the mask on their chin. They didn't have it over their mouth. So that was interesting. Now there were, like I said, uh, at least half of the people that had their mask were trying to social distancing, but it's very hard to social distance in a very crowded situation. Um, The flight that I was trying to get to Chicago uh, got delayed uh, about six times. (laughs) There was a terrible weather pattern on the East Coast that prevented us from actually leaving. So it's a non-trip. I'm going to be going back out again to fly on Monday morning, and we will see how that goes. But I did want to share some of my experiences because um, I think that as we try to go back to some normalcy, we are going to have to know one ha- know what these rules and regulations are. They're different if you're traveling internationally. So if you want to go to Germany, you are going over to London. You're going somewhere outside the United States you have to look at the rules and regulations of the country you're going to, and you do have to take that COVID test to return back to the United States. Also, how realistic is it for people to actually be able to social distance? I had a very difficult time actually having the social distance that I needed because it was just nowhere to stand You're sitting, the seats are sitting right by each other. Like, you know, Newark has a real nice airport and they have these seats where you can plug up your stuff and you're right by each other, but there's no social distancing built in that at all because people would have to mandate what they're going to do. They have to say, oh, you know, I want to give this person space. And so a few times I found myself moving around so I could have more space because people would just come by you and it's not two arms length. It's just like an inch. <laughs> it's just so packed of people, especially when you have flights being canceled and being delayed. And it's like more and more people are gathering. So I would say my top tips are one, know, uh, know yourself. If you feel like you are not going to be able to handle having people all up in your personal space, um, figure out how you're going to handle that before you get to the airport. Obviously, you can't go around and have an attitude with people because we're all in a, a strange situation these days in public spaces such as a train station, 
bus, a bus station, airport hub to be prepared for the unexpected. <laughs> Whether you're going through the line um, to get clear to get in, you know, when you get to the gate and all that, um, the security protocols, um, it was very chaotic in the line that I was in. It was a line of people and they only had one line of us and it was like a hundred people and we all went through one line and then you had to put your personal effects in those those buckets. And as you do that, understand and keep your eye on your personal electronics. It's very easy for somebody else to grab your laptop, your whatever it is that you're bringing through the airport. So be careful. You can't get upset with the staff, no matter if you're wrong or they're right. <laughs> I'm saying that because, you know, I saw a gentleman go through the line and, you know, it's, it's nerve wracking as it is trying to figure out, you know, where your stuff is. Because I was like concerned, too. When I came through, I saw half of my stuff. I saw my laptop bag. I didn't see my laptop. And so I looked and it was right there. This other guy was going off on the staff like, where is my stuff? And it's like, sir, you got to like bring that down because it's just it's there. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was right in his face. And he should have apologized to the person, but he didn't. On the other hand, you may not have the best experience being searched. I have a certain cultural hairstyle. I have um, what they call they look like braids, but they're locks. And. When I went through the line, the young lady patted me down very closely to my personal space. And, and I was just like looking at her like, really? Like I've gone through the line multiple times, usually because I have a lot of hair. You know, they have to be careful. They got to make sure I'm not a drug mule, which I'm not. They have to make sure I have nothing hidden in my hair because unfortunately, um, airport staff, also have to look for other things. People are always trying to steal things or they have drug mules. And if you don't know what drug mule is, it's just like a person going through the uh, carrying some kind of drug paraphernalia. So they may hide it in their hair. They might hide it in their bag somewhere. It may look like a toy. It may look like candy. So they do have to look for that type of stuff. I understand that. What I didn't understand was the commentary that this young lady was saying about um, uh, customers coming through the line and she didn't think I heard her. It was very condescending and actually uh, very uh, unprofessional because she was basically laughing and saying, I don't know why people get upset. Uh, you know, it ain't nothing. And the thing is this, when people go through these lines, you know, of course, we we understand that the staff has to do a job. But you don't know if the person standing in line is dealing with trauma. Maybe they're a, a victim of some kind of assault. Maybe they don't like to be touched. Yes, we understand you do have to go through your protocols, but it's how you do your protocols. I've traveled several times in my life and Usually it's funny when it comes to my hair because they're like, oh, can you take that off? And and I remember when I started traveling with my hair being as long as it is, I started to do where I don't wear anything on my earlobes. I don't wear earrings. I don't put anything in my pockets 
be prepared when you go through that line. Don't make their job harder. So make sure you don't have anything that's going to interrupt you getting through the line. I had to get scanned twice for no reason because the lady was like, well, it's, it's something's popping off. And I had a pair of jeans with the with the buckles. <laughs> and, and I forgot about that. You can't even wear regular stuff going through the line because it's picking up nothing because I, I literally had nothing in my pockets. I had nothing on me. I had no earrings. I had nothing. I had nothing in my hair. I didn't even have clips, nothing. And the machine went off. I had to go through it twice. And that's the reason why I was uh, annoyed. I wasn't annoyed at the staff. I was annoyed at the process. And I was like, okay, I got to go back in the machine again. Raise your hand up. Hi. And get back out. So <laughs> it was funny. But at the same time, it was, it, it's just one of those situations. And this morning, uh, one of my friends was like, yeah, you know, you got to have a, a, a one of my friends, uh, one of my sisters that I love so much was talking about like traveling during COVID times. And she was saying, hey, you know, you have to be someone that has patience of a saint. And you do. You have to have a lot of patience with other people. There are going to be lines everywhere. If you know you don't feel like going in a long line to go get some food, try to find a short line or go to one of those spaces where they have like pre, pre-food made. Even though I'm going to tell you, I had some terrible pre-food yesterday. And I was like, next time you're going to go on the line. And if you have a mask on like everybody else, it's just, you know, getting a shorter line uh, and go get you a sandwich and get you some fries. Because the second part of what I want to say, this is supposed to be a short episode, but it's going to be long, is the fact that you need either either have some kind of snacks with you if you don't want to get in that line. And I want to piggyback and go to what type of ticket are you buying? If you are buying a economy ticket, understand and know economy seats are in the back of the of the the plane. Okay. So with that being said, if you don't want to sit in the back of the plane, you may have to upgrade your ticket. I don't know if I'm going to do that again because yesterday I paid for extra tickets that never saw the light of being in because my plane got canceled. So I'm going to probably have to see if I want to go ahead and, you know, get myself um, an upgraded ticket. Because if you want to be at the back of the plane, say like the plane has like 40 rows, you might end up in the second part of the row and you might be one of the groups that's called last. If you want to be called sooner than that, you have to upgrade your ticket. Upgrading your ticket means more money, of course. So just have to figure out, are you going to pay extra money? I don't know if I'm going to pay extra money tomorrow for my ticket. <laughs> I'll figure that out. Um, but that that's the thing. And also economy tickets come with less protection. I was on United Airlines and I noticed that it said, because I had an economy ticket, it says on the ticket, no carry on. That means you have to pay extra money for, you know, checking your bag, which is probably about $30, $25, $30, right? But what I noticed is a lot of people that weren't supposed to do that were doing it anyway. And so if you get to the gate and they have too many people on your plane, 
then you have to pay an extra $25 for them to say, hey, we, we were at full capacity. You have to check this as well. So now you probably spend $60. Just keep in mind, if your flight is full, you got to be a little bit flexible about what you're doing. Um, but sp- the, despite all that, I will say this. Everybody who travels and who works in the airport has to be patient with each other and understand that we all have different things that are going through our minds. So a lot of patients go a long way. For the most part, I would say, you know, it wasn't a bad state at the airport. I met nice people. Uh, Everybody was super nice. And, you know, you know, maybe one negative experience, but out, out of it all, you know, I went in line, I got there were a lot of stations when you go to the snack stations that you can go in and they have self-serve. So you just scan the item yourself, pay for it with your card automatically, get in and out. That was easy. You know, the only thing I didn't like was the fact that after the first hour and a half, I just think they should have just canceled the flight. But I will say this, if you waiting and you've been waiting for more than an hour to make a executive decision to change your situation. If you are able to plug up your laptop and rebook your ticket and get out of there, great. Not everybody can do what I did because I live 10 minutes away from the airport. So I just left the airport and went home, you know, after they canceled my flight. But if I had done that a couple hours earlier, I would have been able to enjoy the rest of my day. I didn't know that the flight wasn't going to leave at all. And so that's why I kept staying, especially it was like eight o'clock. My flight was a two hour flight. And I'm like, well, I'll be, you know, I'll be home in two hours, you know, know, see my family in two hours. So I didn't care. But, you know, if you feel like, you know, being on a plane because of COVID and restrictions and just your mentality or your approach to it, you may want to look at some other things. You may want to look at taking a bus and taking a train, depending on how long it is, to give yourself other options. I am considering going back and doing the train for short trips, like going to Philly and other places, because you know what? That plane situation is a lot of drama sometimes. So it really depends on the weather pattern in your in your area, make sure you understand what's going on with the weather in both places. The places you the 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 place that you're leaving from on a plane and the place you're going to. Because we had storms on the east and we didn't even we weren't supposed to have the storms until Sunday. So I, I thought I was gonna be able to go and that didn't occur. So you working against that pattern but the place that you're going to doesn't have any snow, no rain, you're good. But if you know that it's like kind of rocky, like I know at the end of the year when I travel again, it's going to be rocky and I have to pick the right moment to go home, like to go to Illinois and see the family. So I have to make sure I'm not going into a weather pattern that's going to keep me from coming back home. Or take my work laptop with me because I work remotely, so <laughs> I can I can take it with me and I could be like, well, I might be 
in this area, but I can log on and work and I can still make my money. I can still clock in virtually all that stuff. Not everybody has that option. You might have to have some extra uh, vacation time set up for your job in case you get held up by a plane trip that gets extended because of technical issues. Think strategically when you are doing that. That's all I'm going to say about that. So I hope you take my tips with a grain of salt. What works for you works for you. But I know for me, making sure that I have a lot of patience, I continue to always make sure I go through the security line with nothing in my pockets, nothing around my hair, no earrings, no rings. Make sure I separate my electronics, put them in separate buckets because that can also slow you up because you could go through the line quick. And then you're waiting for your stuff to be scanned. And I forgot to take my phone out of my purse, which was inside my bag, but it still scanned with no problem. I don't you know. They didn't have no problem with it at all. So just make sure that you research everything as you make your trips and understand the COVID, the COVID-19 restrictions and make sure that you have, and I, I forgot to cover it, that you bring your vaccination card if you're vaccinated or that you have some kind of app, depending on your area. There are some apps being developed. Some people may not wanna use the app at all that talks about that vaccine uh, status, but you could, you could. You could have that on your phone so you don't have to carry it or if you lose your vaccination card. But if you're not vaccinated, you have to declare on your ticket that you are clear of COVID-19. And I think legally, if people say they are, but aren't, that could be a legal issue at some point. Is an honor system at this point. So that's something interesting that I noticed recently. But that's it, you guys. I am on my way to another trip on tomorrow morning. And when I come back, I'll probably have some more episodes for you. But thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you all soon. Be well.